Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Once again, it's a hard hat holidays here, respectfully, at the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. This is our second to last podcast episode of the year. We have a few topics to talk about the, uh, on this episode, second episode this week that I said we would re- be recording and releasing for you. Um, so our first thing we're going to go into is that... As much as I tried to avoid this topic on the podcast, we're going to actually talk about COVID situations in and around the year, um, uh, the National Football League, National Hockey League, um, NBA, and also in European soccer as well. We will then divert over to talking about the college football playoff semifinals that will take place on New Year's Eve. And we will also conclude the podcast with some soccer talk, talk about the Champions League draw for the round of 16, talk about what will happen there, what will happen there when when the round of 16 begins next year in February. But we're going to roll right along into our discussion, mainly about all of the COVID issues that are happening in and around sports right now, the, the major leagues that I just mentioned. Over the past few days, pretty much actually over the since the month started, actually, I mean, it's kind of been unavoidable and it's kind of been unavoidable in the news. I mean, COVID, ha- COVID, ni- the COVID 19 uh, cases have been like the amount of case positive cases have been increasing on a daily basis. It actually first came to light that there may be a pro- that. This is kind of a situation over in England and in European soccer. Then the news of COVID cases spreading around our North American sports leagues happened as the days went on. There are numerous situations right now in all of these leagues I'm mentioning. The English Premier League comes to mind where there have been nine postponements of matches between uh, between various clubs on an overall basis due to the amount of covid cases in their cam- in their camps and by that I mean in their squad their academy anything along those lines going into week 15 of the National Football League there have been dozens of positive covid cases that have been announced um, coming to mind there is the Cleveland Browns, who it seems that they have a major COVID outbreak with a bunch of their starters. Um, it is. It was announced today that Nick Mullins is most likely going to be their starting quarterback in a game that they will be playing on Saturday. In the National Basketball Association, uh, COVID cases and, co- and health and safety protocols have been the talk of the league there. Most thing, the one team that comes to my mind is the Chicago Bulls, where and even the Brooklyn Nets actually. So that's two teams. They have had at least eight players in COVID protocols at one point or another. That's the that's that's kind of ridiculous, seeing that they basketball only has like a fifteen man squad. And then in the National Hockey League, health and safety protocols have been the talk as well. 
due to postponements from for games between like four or five different other teams. Um, it's really just not a great situation right now. I mean, you know, I understand that like here we are going into winter and everything, but I'm just kind of, I'm going to be completely honest here. Like I'm not, I'm really not a fan of what's happening right now because of every, because of, uh, I'm really not, I understand, like, I kind of am, honestly, I'm at a loss for words. I'm going to be completely honest here. I mean, I really don't know how to feel. Um, I'm just glad, I mean, I will say this, one of the teams that I support in the leagues I just talked about have had two games postponed. Soccer club I support Manchester United, two games postponed because they have 19, 19 confirmed COVID cases in their camp. Um, thankfully the hockey team, I support Buffalo Sabres. They don't have anything going on there. New York Giants, Noah, um, it was just announced today that they have, uh, that they have had one, that they had one COVID case announced. I could be, uh, there could be more. I'm not entirely sure on that, but I know that they have at least one. Um, honestly, I mean, I just, it's good. I just want to collect my thoughts on this in here. Um, I'm going to let you take the floor on this for a little bit here. I want your thoughts on this here. What's going on around these leagues and what's happening? I mean, clearly we've been in a pandemic now for the past year and a half, almost two years now. And I, I'm the same with you. I'm lost for words because I don't want to say the wrong thing and get in trouble here, but it's like, how much are we going to run from this virus? I mean, we put this year the vaccine up. Most players are vaccinated. Um, so if you're vaccinated, you, you shouldn't have to be canceling games if a majority of your squad is vaccinated. As long as the unvaccinated players clearly don't have a positive COVID test, I'm on the stance that if you're vaccinated, you should be able to do what you want. I mean, that was the point of the vaccine when it came out. So it's like, I don't get all of these postponements because it's just going to ruin everything else. Now it's going to push games back. It's going to make seasons go longer again. And it's just, I'm sorry for people who have not come to the realization with this yet, but COVID is not going anywhere. Um, it's a virus. We're not going to be able to beat it. Clearly they're working for vaccines. I, I don't care whether you're vaccinated or non-vaccinated. I believe it's all up to the choice of the person. But the point for the people that got the vaccines was, not to have to worry about stuff like this was going on right now in the NBA, in the NFL, in the NHL, over in the Premier League and all those European soccer leagues. It's like, why do we have to go through a full shutdown now? I especially know in the Premier League, I don't know, for Liverpool at least, I believe Liverpool has a 100% vaccination rate. Thankfully, no outbreaks have come through my club yet and no postponements of games. Three players tested positive and did not play against Newcastle today, including Virgil van Dijk and Fabinho. Oh, I did not know that, actually. Yes, I that news has been spreading fast like wildfire. I thought I sent that to you. It must have been somebody else I sent that to. But, yeah, they were able to play Newcastle today, though. And they won it it doesn't matter. Yeah, I didn't get because I was working today, so I probably didn't see it if you did send it to me. But, um... No, I just I, – I don't like the fact that the NFL – like all these put a COVID protocols into the situation and they're for, not forcing vaccines on people's throat, but they're making it more of an incentive. So it's like what was the point of making all these players get the vaccine if you're just going to shut down the league anyways if there was outbreaks? Why not just have the players be like, all right, it's just basically your choice at this point? Clearly it is. 
for yeah. I know NFL plays, but it's just the rules are different. Um, with uh, in regards of the NFL, at least, if you're vaccinated, you usually two negative COVID tests in a row. Whereas if you're not vaccinated, you have to sit out the full ten days regardless. But it's like, why should all of these players gotten the vaccine if you're going to shut down the league anyways? If it's going to get too bad. See, my thing is, is that these policies were written in 2020 for this for a situation that had never happened before. Now we're in 2021, where it's like we know for the most part what what we're dealing with here, and this is not just for the National Football League, but this is for every league that we just talked about. Um, obviously, clearly in Europe, they are, they handle their situations much more differently than we are over here. I'm not saying that they're. I'm not saying that either side is handling the situation well, because I'm going to be completely honest with you. Neither side of the Atlantic is handling the situation well. They they're changing the rules in the middle of the game, and that's on the governments there. But that's a different conversation for a different day. But my thing is is that I believe that these policies were in place for 2020 and they were not update and if something happened in 2021 they weren't updated for 2021 as in like we know what's different now compared to last year last year the vaccine last year these vaccines and everything like they they were they were out there but the they they weren't out there for us like now they are like you said another thing that like really gets me there is um, when people are testing positive, they are they automatically go into health and safety protocols in any league. The only thing is, though, is like if they're asymptomatic and they feel fine and they're te- even though they're testing positive, I don't understand like why they shouldn't be able to do anything if they're asymptomatic. Like if they're feeling fine, I well, they just they just changed. I just saw they kind of changed it up a little bit now. And so if you're asymptomatic, they're going to take another test on you to see how strong it is in COVID is in your body. Um, if you are asymptomatic and then they're going to base it off that, but it's like, what are you going to base it off at that point? Because all players' bodies are clearly different. Exactly. And Immune it, systems are not the same. For yeah. Each so it's, like, it's like what I don't get the point of that there is like make up your mind either one way or the other if they're asymptomatic let them play if they're asymptomatic if you still don't want them to play just don't let them play which i think they should especially um well i I say for both vaccinated and unvaccinated players my thing is is that i still don't it goes back to the policies i don't think anybody like actually entirely knows what to do here for that for anything right now and that's on the leadership of of every league. Like it's on Roger Goodell, it's on Gary Bettman, it's on Adam Silver, um, and it's also like on the uh, Premier League chairman. Anybody else like in charge of uh, European soccer leagues over there? Um, Europe uh, over in England in the Premier League, at least. Like I said, they've had nine game postponements. Three of them, three of them for Saturday, just got postponed. Um, uh, all in the like, all in the more like all of them like will be like in all Saturday afternoon matches over there in England got postponed. So one thing that comes to my mind is like, okay, is, is a postponement happening because do they not have enough players? Do they have a huge out? Like is the outbreak like huge? Like, do they not have enough players to put into their team? Um, like, that's the one thing that like is confusing me about everything there because in England I'm not no I have no clue like if these players are asymptomatic if they're showing symptoms like 
I'm not I'm not seeing any reports of anything regarding that because I don't think I'm going to be completely honest. Like I see like, okay, they had a number of tests of people can tested positive. That's all I'm seeing there. Um, what's not being said is since it's happening, like in these camps with the, um, uh, within either the main, the main squad, the Academy, second team, whatever you want to call it. Like it'll say like, Oh, it like, Depends on like where you're getting your information from. It will say like where the outbreak is happening for that. So I think the Premier League is doing postponements. Maybe it can be like a 50-50 there. Like they want to, pro- they probably want to do postponements on the cautionary side. And at the same time, maybe one of the, if a team is affected, they can't put enough team people in to field, to field 11 players on a soccer field. The case of Tottenham comes to my mind. They haven't played a game since December. They haven't played a game since the beginning of the month. We're almost at Christmas. We're almost at Christmas now. And they've, they've had almost, they've had like four or five matches postponed because of everything that's going on in their camp. So that makes sense there. But like, and the same thing for Man United too, I guess, like 19 confirmed cases. Is like, is it affecting the first team, the academy, what's happening there? I really don't know. But Going and looking at the NBA here, like they just enter health and safety protocols. Like it's just saying, oh, they're entering health and safety protocols. That doesn't help anything. Like, why are they entering health and safety protocols? Did they, they tested positive? But the thing is, though, is how long are they going to be in health and safety protocols for? Like, is it going to be one day, two days, three days? Like, um, um, is it until they take a negative test? Like, how is that working there for that? And then it's just a matter of like, okay, are they vaccinated? Are they not vaccinated? Like, you're not like really getting a clear cut picture as to what's happening in the NBA. Like I said, the Chicago Bulls had 10 players in health and safety protocols. The Brooklyn Nets have eight players at most in health and safety protocols. Um, the Lakers have, the Lakers may or may not have an outbreak right now for with, with this. Um so my thing, like I said, it just based off the policies and everything that's said right now. Um, thankfully, um, uh, thankfully, at least in the National Football League, going back to them, there haven't been any game postponements. Whereas in the National Hockey League, there have been game postponements because of mainly because of how depending like I don't know what like mainly because of how many people like are in health and safety protocols another thing too that's a pain for national and for the national hockey league at least is the travel between the two countries if you're a team that's going to play say uh, for example say like say you're buffalo you play Winnipeg they played Winnipeg uh, on Tuesday if they had some, if they had people test positive on Tuesday, like after their game on Tuesday, they're supposed to play Minnesota tonight. Uh, well, they are playing Minnesota tonight, but if they have people that test positive in Winnipeg, those players can't come back with the team. They have to stay in Canada for 14 days before they can come back, like 10 to 14 days before they can come back because of the rules set by the Canadian government. Then you look at this as well. I know this is a little down the road, but this is why players. Uh, especially hockey players are very hesitant on going up to uh, China for the Olympics because if they get stuck there, they're stuck there for it's, it's like three weeks to a month, and players don't want to risk that. No, because the NHL don't. doesn't want they don't want the players to go without telling them no, just because um, what happened because the backlash he got from what was it 20, 
2018 in Korea, wherever it was, when yeah. we didn't send the NHL when, players. And they when they didn't send when we didn't send our players over when the league yeah, didn't send the players over to uh, the Olympics. Yeah, because, yeah, because they got the backlash for us. So now Batman doesn't want to be the bad guy and tell him no. But now players are very hesitant about it as well, just because the rules that different governments have on it. And no player wants to be stuck in a hospital in China for three weeks to a month. Not even a hospital. Most likely just like in a hotel somewhere. But no, yeah, they said it was going to be. They said it was going to be a hospital. Jesus Christ, that's actually terrible. I did not know it was a hospital. Yeah, I, I assumed it was going to be like a hotel or something. But they said they're going to be in a healthcare facility. That doesn't make. Yeah, I mean the thing is though is like, I that's why like I don't blame the National Hockey League for not wanting to send their players anymore because it's pointless at this. Like I've always wanted. I always think it's not cool that our professional hockey players go play in the Olympics and represent their country. Especially with the plethora of talent that the league has now, and not just for the United States and Canada, but also for other nations as well, like the Scandinavian countries, um, even even like Germany, Czech Republic, like countries like there there is a good representation of high, like of countries in the National Hockey League now. But the thing is, though, is that since the Chinese government set these protocols up, if they test positive, yeah, you're right. Say Connor McDavid goes. Connor McDavid. Say he goes uh, represents Canada in the Olympics. He tests positive for COVID. He can't come back to Edmonton until like March or April. He won't be able. Like he won't be able to come back until March or April, which would be ridic- Which would be devastating for the Edmonton Oilers, especially since March and like February, March. Like that's getting close to crunch time, getting ready to push for the playoffs, and. If you're if you're without your star player, and if the league is without its best player, then that would just be a complete nightmare for the National Hockey League. If you're if if a player of that caliber is stuck in a foreign country, based off of government policies and protocols there, so, I mean, we just have a complete mess here on our hands with everything that's been going on. I mean, with what's going on in England, the Premier League. I mean. There was there was rumors circulating circulating around the tabloids that uh, players were fearing that another shutdown of the league may happen. Um, in fact, I believe some players and managers were talking about how they should shut down the league until at least like early 2022. So like shut down like the fest of Boxing Day. So like shut down from the Boxing Day for like at least like from this weekend going past like the boxing day festive period until after new year's to, uh, you know, just to get everybody back on track. My thing they, is, what is another shutdown going to do though? Because it doesn't, it, we're just going to keep, we're just going to keep going in circles here where if we take the two weeks off, like I said, COVID is not going away and ex- it's not I, going I, I away and it's going to be here forever. So it's like, are we going to shut down the leagues forever? Because, COVID at this point now with the new variant, I'm sorry to get political on this podcast, but it, it's a part of the issue here as well as like, you look at the new Omicron variant or how, however you pronounce it, you look at it, it's less deadly, but it's more transmissible. Wouldn't you want that in a virus because it's less deadly? Yes. No, now people won't have to fear dying from it. And it will basically be like the common cold. And I'm pretty sure that's what we want most of what this has to come to. Like people should be happy that it has gotten to this point. Where instead of fearing over it, because now that is less deadly, it's like, okay, it's just another cold. 
Well, that's my thing to. Well, like, I I see where you're coming from there. I do my because I don't see a shutdown. I don't see like what the point of a shutdown in any league would be would do. So I we're mean, gonna shut out every league forever now because you're scared of it. You can't do that. No, you can't. You really can't. And I see like like I said, I see where you're coming from on that. What really annoys me about the whole situation is that, like, they said that they want that they would consider that. Like, imagine, like, I really like. The NFL can't shut down like postpone games or shut down this late into the season, especially with how especially with how close the league is right now. Like in terms, nobody's clinched a playoff spot. Nobody has like like seeding still needs to be real. Uh, still needs to be done for the playoffs too. Um, so that would be terrible for the National Football League if they were to postpone any games or. Um, uh, or if they were to have teams forfeit or anything, like it would not be fair for the, it would not be fair for like 75% of the league that is competing for a playoff spot in both conferences. Because I remember a couple of days ago, I was reading an article about how fines and forfeitures may be put into effect, may be put into place again. But the thing is though, is like, how can you find a team if this is something that's completely out of your control, out of their control here? It's not like they're doing this on purpose. Um, uh, you know, going around like spreading whatever they have to God to whoever. Right. It's not like anyone tries to give coronavirus to anyone. Like it's just all happenstance. The problem is too, like like you alluded to earlier, like people aren't knowing where these transmissions are coming from. When you look at the NFL right now, and they're like, their new stance on it is they don't think it's being transmitted on the field, so they're trying to blame teams for what they're doing behind closed doors. Yeah. So like how it's like how. How do, how, how do you know that? How, yeah, how do you know that? Like, you how don't do you know, know that. Especially like Baker Mayfield just tweeted. I don't know if you said seen his tweets, but he's tweeting. I was like, I don't get the point of. They said that if vaccinated players, um, vaccinated players haven't been able to be getting tested unless they had showed symptoms. But today, the Browns um got randomly tested by the NFL, and this is where this all happens. Yeah, I mean the thing is though, so it's like how how can you know where anything's coming from if you weren't testing the vaccinated players even though it's been known now to the world that yes even if you are vaccinated um you can still you can still give it to someone else so it's like if you weren't testing that then how do you know where anything is coming from oh they have no clue where anything is coming from and going off of what you said there about like if they're asymptomatic like um uh and they and they are like if they're asymptomatic and like you know, if it's not being able to transmit on the field, let the asymptomatic players that test positive play. I mean, Mike Florio came out and tweeted that himself. Like, he doesn't see a point of, like, why somebody needs to sit in protocols for 10 days if they tested positive, if um, uh, or at least sit and wait for a negative test to show up for them. Uh, if they're asymptomatic, they might as well go out and play, especially if it's not transmissible on the field. I mean, that... That doesn't make any sense there to me. If you're, if I, if I'm being completely honest, like how can something be tra- not be transmissible out, like in a in a football on a football field, but yet something can be transmissible like in a team facility? Like it's all like you're around people, like you're gonna catch something from somebody somewhere. It's not like like based off of that logic, we should never be indoors again. We should all just be outside. Yeah, with yeah, with the logic they're bringing is like yes, yeah, but it's like the problem is too that so many people have gotten so sick this winter and last winter included, well, especially last winter when everyone had to wear masks and everyone was told to stay inside and stuff. Why do you think more people were getting sick because their bodies weren't used to that other stuff? Not even COVID. I'm saying 
like colds went up last year and stuff, all be- and sicknesses went up because of for that reason because we tried to hide everyone from it. Where then our immune systems weren't used to it, and then our immune system just got attacked once we started going back to normal life. And this is why issues like this happens, and why these like lockdowns for the leagues just won't work. No, not at all. I agree with you there. Like you can't shut down the league or whatever. Um, uh, you really can't shut down any league or whatever. I mean, my, I mean, the only league that I, the only, honestly, the only leagues I'm really concerned about are the National Hockey League because of their cross-border travels because of obviously how they are handling the situation over in Canada is much more different than how they're handling the situation in the United States. So if you have an American team playing a Canadian team in Canada, then yeah, then yes, that could be a fact that could, that could actually affect like a team or two or three or whatever, depending on like, you know, if games need to be postponed based on how the rules are set up. Another league I'm, I'm concerned about with this is the Premier League um, uh, and actually just European soccer as a whole. I know the Bundesliga was having some issues uh, um, uh, with COVID cases. Um, there were they're not outbreaks or anything. They haven't had to postpone anything or anything like that, thankfully. But um I know, I know Germany was, I know Germany like was trying to implement a plan of action in case out, an outbreak did happen. Um, uh, they were still going to play, but they wouldn't. They would play behind closed doors again. So at least they would still play the leagues, like at least the Bundesliga would still play, but they would plan to play without fans again. So that's better than a shutdown, I would say. But England, like. Because of based on it goes down to how their government is handling everything, and the English government is not handling anything. Pre- well, I'll just say this: they haven't handled anything pretty well since they lost since uh, probably Church since probably Churchill um, uh, in World War Two. Uh, I'll say that. Um, uh, after that, it's been a complete shit show. Harold Wilson, moron. Uh, Margaret Thatcher, not a lot of people like. A lot of people didn't like her. Um, uh, Tony Blair. I don't know much about him, but I guess he modernized Britain. Good for him. Um, David Cameron, moron. Theresa May, another Brexit like four times. And now Boris. Oh, God. Another moron. But he, that's, I don't want to talk too, I don't want to get too much into politics on that there. But because of how incompetent the English government is, the Premier League is going into a fear frenzy. And so are the other lower leagues. I mean, I don't know what's happening in the lower English leagues, obviously, because I'm not hearing a lot about it. But I think there was a championship or a League One game that was supposed to happen this weekend that got postponed because of an outbreak within one of the team's camps. But this whole situation overall, like, I mean, it is something that needs to be monitored. But at the same time, like, it needs to be handled properly. And I don't think anybody has a true course of action into how to handle the situations. I think it's more along the lines of just going into a frenzy, figuring out like follow and figuring out and trying to follow policies from that were set up a year, a year ago when there was really no information set up. But now that we know like where we stand, they should really take a look at their policies, reevaluate everything and then go from there. But I don't think that's what they wanted. I don't think they really know that, that would be the case to do and be done there. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, like I said, it just everything just keeps going around. In a We're circle. going in circles. Yeah, just a circle going in circles at this point. It's like, when, when does the madness just come to an end and we just accept the fact that this is going to be around and we should just get back to normal living? 
I I have nothing else to say on it because I don't want to get further into a rabbit hole. I think we've hit on this enough, and it's I'm sure oh. no one wants to be talking about this now anymore, especially oh, at this point where a hundred percent. I agree with you a hundred percent. I just figured I I you know it was requested to us that we discuss it since it's kind of been like all no under understandable, but it's just like. I'm sure most people are sick of hearing about it. And most people oh. are sick of talking about it. And it's just I like... am too. I am too. <clears throat> I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of talking about it. My dad called, like when my dad talked to me yesterday, actually, because he knew the game against Brentford got postponed. He asked me about the game against Brighton. And I said, well, dad, I don't know. They may not play. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, dad, they've got 19 cases. And he's like, confirmed, uh, confirmed cases uh, that were positive. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? I didn't know that. I thought it was only like five. I'm like, no, dad, it's like 19. And he's like, <laughs> oh, and he's like, oh, shit. And I said, dad, I don't want to. He's like, I'm like, dad, it's frustrating me. He's like, frustrating me, too. I don't want to talk about it. But um, uh, yeah, no, that's kind of like what we at least that's like kind of like I see where you like we see where we we see where the both of us stand. Um, uh, obviously, like we don't want to get and like, you know, try and cause arguments or anything about this. Um, uh, because obviously this is one thing that can lead to arguments and we don't want to be those people, but that's where we kind of stand on this here. Just thought we'd bring that up as a topic. I do want to move on now to our next topic of the podcast, which is previewing the college football playoff semifinals, uh, which will be between Alabama and Cincinnati and Georgia and Michigan. Both of them will be played on new year's Eve. And the winner of those semifinals will meet in the college football playoff national championship game. Um, I'll, I'll start off with um, Cincinnati versus the world and the world being Alabama, that one V four matchup. Um, obviously Cincinnati practically has their backs up against the wall going up against the college powerhouse in the Alabama Crimson Tide, pretty much a college football dynasty. They have been for the past, like, over 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 a decade honestly Cincinnati being the first group of five member to make the college football playoff as well and well like I said they've got their backs up against the wall here going up against Alabama but I want your take on this here sir uh, Cincinnati in my opinion has a tough road to climb in this game I mean, you look at their schedule, clearly they don't play the type of an SEC schedule. Granted, they did. They were undefeated this year. So props them for going 13-0, and uh, beating Houston in the uh, in the American uh, Conference Championship. And then the biggest win probably for them of the season was probably Notre Dame, and it was like week four of the college football season. Um, other than that, it's like you kind of – the problem is you just look at the teams they play. I mean, they struggled against some teams that they shouldn't have. I mean, Navy gave them issues uh, and Tulsa also gave them issues as well. So it's like, look at those two teams uh, stacked up against an Alabama type team. Granted, Alabama hasn't been the powerhouse they've been in years past. I mean, Alabama's offensive line isn't fantastic, but I mean, you got Nick Saban as a coach and he's going to know what to, I mean, they just went in, Alabama just went in punch Georgia in the in the mouth and no one thought Alabama was going to beat this Georgia team and everyone myself included had this Georgia team on a pedestal for being the best college football team ever and Alabama just went in there and uh show them up so it's like what what's next I mean they beat them 
41-24, I can see this Alabama team getting to yet again another national championship. And I, Cincinnati clearly is going to have something to prove in this game. I mean, it would took a while for them to finally get in the college playoff, but they got what they deserved. But now it's time for them to show up on the big stage and see improve the fact they're actually supposed to be there. Or if they're like a UCF from a couple of years ago saying, we want Bama, but if they ever saw Bama, they would have got killed. Yeah, I mean, I com- I mean, I see exactly where you're coming from on that. I mean, Cincinnati does practically have a huge mountain to climb here. I mean, they're going up, you know, they're going up against the big boys, badass Alabama from uh, the mighty Southeastern Conference. Um, everybody kind of like was writing Alabama off um, or hoping that Alabama would be written off if they were to lose to Auburn or Georgia, but they ended up coming back against Auburn in the Iron Bowl, showing their men, pretty much their mentality of a fo- as a football program and then just showing how they're the class of the SEC once again by kicking the shit out of Georgia in the SEC championship. I mean, Georgia's just never had any good luck against Alabama anyways. The 2018 National Championship comes to mind when Georgia bottled that lead in the second half and, t- and Alabama took the game to overtime and eventually ended up winning. Um, uh, I mean, Georgia pretty much hasn't been, in my opinion, Georgia hasn't been able to avenge that loss that happened to them at the hands of Alabama. Um, but yeah, um, this Alabama team, like, I mean, they do have, like, they have the Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, on their team. I mean, you know, pretty damn good quarterback, pretty damn good overall uh, college uh, football player. Um, I have my thoughts on the Heisman. I mean. There wasn't really a strong pool this year for the Heisman winner, to be honest. I do agree with you there. I thought that the pool, like, well, when you look at the pool of the Heisman Trophy went, like, for the Heisman and then the pool for the NFL draft, like I know we're going off topic a little bit here, but it's really not. It wasn't really. It's not going to be a strong draft, and it's not. And it wasn't a strong pool for the Heisman either. Like these classes, this uh, these classes here for the Heisman, and then for the draft that will come like next year. Like I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm sorry, but and I'll need to do a little bit more research. But I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't impressed with the Heisman Trophy uh, finalists. And I wasn't really impressed, and I'm not going to be really impressed with who gets drafted, like the draft class for the NFL either. And I'll have to do a little more research on that. But that it just happens to be like one of those years where that's the case, sadly. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to get those. I was hoping Pickett was going to win, but that's just based on bias that I like Kenny Pickett. But um, no, yeah, it's not the strongest. Is clearly not the strongest draft that we've had in a, probably a while now because it seems like every draft we've had in the past probably five years has been a pretty, pretty strong group of guys coming out of college. But um, no, let's get we can get back. We got a little off topic. We can get back into the topic of uh, Alabama and Cincinnati. Alabama yeah, and Cincinnati. I I mean Alabama once again. You know, top D. They have one of the top defenses in the league. You know, they have one of the top offenses in the league. But then the, you look at the Alabama roster and how many players are going to get drafted either this year or next year and then the year after that like they just have they just literally pump out recruits here um for that so you know the talent level of Alabama is far much superior to the talent level of Cincinnati and I'm not shame and I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing it's just like it's a known fact um but Luke Fickle the head coach of Cincinnati has done a fantastic job building up the Cincinnati program getting them to this moment over the past few years I mean when even when Brian when Brian Kelly Scum, the scumbag that he fucking is with his terrible southern accent, uh, left Notre Dame to go to LSU. 
Luke Fickle's name was mentioned there for a few seconds there as a potential front runner uh, for the Notre Dame head coaching job. And I even thought that he may have like Notre Dame may try to pry him from Cincinnati, but I mean, I'm kind of glad that they didn't because it's nice to see the group of like a good group of five program, like, you know, build up and like get to where they are. Like they, like this Cincinnati program has, but I really do think going back to the game, Cincinnati has a mountain to climb. Um, it would be great if they pulled off the upset. Like it would probably be, it would probably, it would be one of the biggest upsets in the history of college football. Um, it would be lined up there when out, when Appalachian state upset Michigan in the 2007 regular season, it would be up there from when Boise state upset Oklahoma in the uh, Fiesta bowl all those years ago. Um, I know there's other upsets that happened like in college football over the pre way before we were born here, but those are two upsets that come to mind that it would line up with for that. You would see like a small program like Cincinnati beat a powerhouse like Alabama. And that, that, that like, the, like nobody would expect that they everybody's practically writing Alabama off as going to the national championship anyways there. But I would like to see Cincinnati win, but I think we have to agree here that we besides Alabama. Well, I guess SEC fans have two teams to cheer for. Cause I know when it comes to college football, I know uh, you like to root in conference because you Auburn like to see... fans will not root for Alabama, though. They will root for Georgia. anybody but. Yeah, they're no. It's basically the world against is going to be rooting for the Bearcats as as am I. But it's just a big mountain to climb for this year. I hope they can do it. But I mean, just that Alabama, just see them, just always just so dominant, especially when it comes to big games like this. It's just hard to be able to see a way that Cincinnati could come out on top here. I mean, it just sucks because, like, it, you you look at these uh, you look at these powerhouses in the SEC, and it's always like they always get the best of the recruits. Um, that's where everyone wants to play is down in the SEC just because how much of a powerhouse of uh, both both of them, East and West, is just remarkable. But um, I'm hoping that Cincinnati can pull this off. But it's just Alabama is just so just it's Alabama. Exactly. The day, it's just Alabama. Exactly. Nothing else can be said about that there. But I'm with you. Go Cincinnati. Is it going to happen? We'll see you on December 31st at 3.30 at 3, at, uh, 3:30 on ESPN. Moving on to the next round semifinal between Georgia and Michigan, the better of the two games, or at least on paper, the better of the two games. Who knows? Maybe we can be blindsided, and this can be a complete shit show. Michigan, no, Michigan's gonna. Michigan's known for not being able to pull out the big one, and I mean Harbaugh has never been able to get the team to win big games when needed. Uh, until mean, they, this year, he beat Ohio until State. they finally beat Ohio State this year. I think that was the highlight of their season. It was. Um, I, I think everyone believed they were going to beat Iowa. And oh, it, it, yeah. That game was a shit show in the Big Ten National Championship. It was terrible. But now they're coming up against a team that, other than getting sucker punched by Alabama, has been dominant in the entire season. Yeah, I mean, they. I think they've had the best defense I've ever seen in a college a football team besides maybe that, like, 05, my, was it maybe – 02 or 05 Miami team, whatever it was. The 02 Miami team, yeah. 2002, 2000 2002 Miami, yeah. When uh, yeah, I think this defense is right up there with those guys down in Miami. And it's like, 
this team has not given up points at all this year up until they saw Alabama in the SEC championship game. I mean, their biggest, the most points they gave up throughout the whole season was 17 to Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from Georgia's defense, but like we had, we had a side conversation about this when the playoff was announced, Georgia, like their schedule, like wasn't, their wins, like, they were good wins, but they also weren't very impressive wins. They beat a terror. Like, yeah, they beat Tennessee, Kentucky, and Florida. Florida was a bad team. That, like, it was a bad Florida team. They ended up firing their coach because, well, they haven't been – They haven't been Arkansas when they were ranked eight. This is true. Yes, they did. I do – like, when they were ranked eight. They beat Arkansas when they were ranked eight. But everybody looks at Florida uh, – like, people are looking at, like, oh, Florida will be a tough matchup. That was a bad Florida team. That was a bad tennis. Tennessee, they they were riddled with scandal, and Kentucky just happened to have a lucky, like they just happened to have a interesting football season where it's like, hey, you're a basketball school. What are you doing here? Um, uh, but the thing is, though, it's like I'm actually more like I'm not discrediting anything from Georgia there, but I'm just wondering how they're how they will respond after getting their shit kicked out of against Alabama. Like Michigan, like they like I like to shit on Michigan. I like to shit on Harbaugh because I think Harbaugh should have been fired from Michigan. God knows how long ago because he couldn't beat Ohio State. Um, And I like to shit on Michigan because I'm a Notre Dame fan. But this Michigan team actually has impressed me this season. And obviously their only blemish has been bottling it against Michigan State um, when they were up 30 to 17 and they ended up losing the game. But other than that, I mean, they they finally got over the hump. They beat Ohio State for the first time in 10 years. They got over the hump. They finally won a Big Ten title in football. Um, here they are, first appearance in the, in the playoff national semifinals as the number two team in the country. Um, so they're, they're a team that's really no pushover, honestly. And, I mean, the only thing is, though, is, like, I just want to see how the coaches react, like, how the coaches react to this because, I mean – this is Harbaugh's first, like, this is Harbaugh's, like, first, like, time, like, in a champ, like, not a cha- in a championship setting almost since, like, 2013, 2014, when he was in with the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, like, the, the Niners made the, the Niners made the Super Bowl back in 2012. They made three straight NFC championship appearances going one and two. I mean, and so this is his first like champion quote unquote championship setting since then because when he came to Michigan like um they were, a shit, they were a shit show up until now and Georgia like we we've seen Georgia on the bright lights in the big stage in the playoff I mean they were they were a whole quarter and a half away they were a whole quarter and a half away from winning the national championship just three years ago and they completely and utterly shit the bed in their own backyard. Um, uh, not the first uh, Georgia team, obviously, to bottle it in a championship setting, but um, uh, it is what it is. There, you you really twenty eight to three see it, um, uh, but um, uh, it is what it is. There, and I think George, I do think that we will have a good game on our hands, but I don't think it'll be like a good game in terms of like an offensive game. I think it'll be a good defensive game, actually. Um, uh, based on how the two defenses have played all season um, up until this point. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, Georgia's offense is nothing really to be impressed about. 
I mean, uh, Samson Bennett has he's like an he's like a decent quarterback, but he's nothing spectacular. This offense isn't anything to be amazed at. No, Stenson Bennett is honestly – I think Stenson Bennett's quarterback play will be the difference between Georgia winning and losing because he's kind of – because um, uh, he's kind of he's dragged the program, like dragged the program literally like while he plays a quarterback. But, I mean, we'll just see how he plays compared – like we'll see how he go, stacks up against Michigan's defense if he'll be able to live up to the task there. But – I feel like everybody wants an Alabama Georgia rematch, or at least an like it's it, it actually. I'm, I take that back. I think it's 50 50. Half the country want half the people that follow college football want Alabama v Michigan, the other half of the people, or at least the people that follow the SEC, want Alabama v Georgia. And I don't want and I don't want either. I would want Cincinnati to win and have them play whoever wins the next uh, wins the second semifinal. But if I had to choose the lesser of two evils there, I would prefer Alabama v. Michigan because we saw Alabama v. Georgia. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Alabama v. Georgia happens in the national championship, turn it off at halftime. I, I, I agree with you 100% just because how Alabama's offense made Georgia's defense look just non-existent out there. I mean, it was something we just haven't seen all season from that defense, and they just look like they never played football before in the SEC championship game. Um, but I prefer to see Georgia v. Cincinnati in the championship just because my hatred for Michigan and Harbaugh. I don't know if that's because I'm a biased Notre Dame fan. I hate Michigan too. I mean, like I said, if I had to choose, if I had to be a real, if I had to be realistic, that's why I chose that. That's me being realistic here. But I would love to see Cincinnati versus Georgia too. Um, obviously I do not, I, I, as much as it pains me to say it, I don't think Georgia will win. I think Michigan will win the game. Do I want Georgia? Yes. So the two teams I want to win, I think will not win. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. All right. And I think, and, and, um, uh, and I think we're on the same page there. You want Cincinnati v. Georgia. I want Cincinnati v. Georgia. We think it'll be Alabama v. Michigan though. No. No, you think it'll be out. You think you? I think you, it's gonna be you, Alabama v Georgia. Okay, you think it's gonna be Alabama versus Georgia. Okay, so we're so we will know who we want to win. Who we think will win is different, though. Well, I guess we'll see. College football playoff will be on December thirty first. Um, uh, at uh, first game will be three thirty and three thirty, and then I think the second game will be around eight o'clock ish. So if you have no New Year's Eve plans up until going out on Friday night. Just might as well enjoy some good college football. Um, uh, but yeah, other, but other than that there, I do want to go into our last topic before I conclude here. Um, we conclude the podcast here. So the Champions League round of 16 um, draw was announced on Monday. And well, we have, we thought we had the announcement when I woke up, when we woke up, when we woke <laughs> up Monday morning. But then I didn't. But then apparently UEFA decided to be a circus and completely, you know, just forget how they pick balls out of a fucking cup or bowl or whatever and completely fuck up the process. So they had to have a redraw. And this is where we're at here. 
thankfully Liverpool are not playing Salzburg. Instead, they get to travel to Italy and face a tougher Inter Milan team. I mean, I know you're, you said you're not scared about that, but I'd rather have you guys face Inter Milan than Salzburg. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm still not worried. Like, I, I do believe my Liverpool team, I mean, we have been on a tear recently, and I, I think we look like world beaters right now. If I'm being honest, I mean, we have been playing spectacular football. And I'm not really too worried about this inter team this year. I mean, clearly they're a tougher draw than uh, Salzburg. Than Salzburg would have been. Yeah, poor Salzburg. They get to go to Bayern instead. Go play Bayern instead. And I get, I get Inter. What they're for? Yeah, their first place in the uh, in Serie A, I believe. But I, I for, uh, second that uh, they they are in second in Serie A. They're I think like two points back. So you're no, you're... The no uh, hang on. No, I'm right. Oh. They're in first. They're in first. They're oh, four, they, they got 40 points. Milan has 39. Oh, they jumped Milan. Okay. I didn't, I, it must've been when Milan drew over the weekend. Damn that, you, yeah, yeah, it is. Cause we, uh, cause Inter won four to nothing versus Cal, Calgary. Cal, Calgary, Calgary. Yeah. Um, uh, Calgary, damn you, and damn you, Milan, you fuckers. Damn it. Oh, well, it is what it is there. But, I mean, looking I, at – go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I just I, – I want to talk about the games before we talk about the complete fuck-up fuck that they had. That's oh, I of, was going to talk about the games too. They're kind of screwed. I think Real Madrid really got screwed in this one. I think so too. I mean, they were and they were going to end up playing uh, Benfica, but instead we got the tie that we got it. We got the tie of the of the draw here. Uh, Real Madrid versus PSG. Um, uh, you pretty much have the current club of Kylian Mbappe going up against the potential future club of Kylian Mbappe. Both teams are running away with their respective domestic leagues right now. PSG being up ahead by more than 10 points and Real Madrid being up ahead in La Liga by at least eight points to the best of my knowledge. And both teams are clearly in form in their domestic leagues. Um, uh, And they kind of like were in form towards the end of their group stage uh, campaign in the Champions League as well. So I think we'll be in in I think we will be in for an entertaining tie regardless just because of the class of players but that both sides have. Obviously, PSG with that front three, Real Madrid with uh, Karim Benzema, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, um, uh, and even Vinicius Jr. Um, uh, but the cream of the crop, practically, like, if you're a neutral, this is something that you're going to enjoy. If you're a fan of one team, obviously, like, you'll want your team to win. And if you hate both teams, well, you might as well just – watched the uh, second best uh, tie in the round of 16, unless you hate Atletico Madrid or Manchester United. Yeah, who, who would have thought that Messi, after leaving Barcelona, was going to see uh, Real Madrid again this early in his uh, season with PSG? Who would have thought that Sergio Ramos would return to the Bernabeu as an opponent? Uh, hey, at least he's not playing Ronaldo like you guys were originally supposed to. This is very much true. I, this is very much true. No, instead, Ronaldo gets to go to a place, gets to face an opponent that he owns. He owns I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I we had talked about this. I mean, Man United were originally drawn to play PSG, and I told you, I, I said, like, watch us get PSG. I woke up in the morning, I said, and I saw my notifications. It said we got PSG. I'm like, well, here we go again. Um, uh, but... When the redraw happened, I said, all right, we're definitely not getting uh, 
any of the Portuguese clubs or PSG. It's probably going to be Atletico or Salzburg. Lo and behold, when Salzburg went to got drawn against Bayern, I'm like, well, Atletico, here we go. So I, I had a feeling like it was going to be Atletico. Um, uh, and while Diego Simeone plays is a good manager, um, uh, I really think that I, I, I just think it, I, I'm going to sound terrible here and biased and everything, but I just think it comes down to the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo owns Atletico Madrid and turns it up another notch when he faces them. I mean, but he's the also number- playing for a new team that, let's be honest. I, how do you feel you guys lined up against Atletico? I think we line up better against Atletico than we did PSG, honestly. Well, I, I, obviously, I mean, you I mean, I get that draw instead, but I mean, I think we could beat Atletico as a team. I think we could beat Atletico. I really do. I mean, I mean, you guys have looked better in ever since you got rid of Ole. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys have won three of the last what six in the Premier League. Well, I mean, we've had a match postponed. We're going to have a second match postponed. So yeah. under under Ralph Ragnick, it's one get one draw, one win, and two and two postponements. And then under Carrick, we went two wins and a draw. Um, uh, so we were actually technically unbeaten in our last five overall. Um, uh, but I mean, like, I think we should stack up well against Atletico. Atletico hasn't really impressed me in La Liga this season. I mean, I think they're, they're like t- eight to 10 points back of Real Madrid in La Liga. Their form has been inconsistent. Um, we made light work of them in the, our uh, group stages. Yeah. I mean, you made light work of them in the group stages. The only reason why they beat AC Milan was because Kessier had a red card for the entire second half and they won on a crap penalty. I mean, didn't Porto even like not the last game, but the first game against Porto? Didn't Porto give them a hard time too? Yes, they did. Yeah, so I'm really not scared of Atletico Madrid. I mean, even then, like uh, they're not the Atletico Madrid from like 2014 to 2018, like when they made two Champions League. Well, actually, I'll say like 2013, yeah, 2014 to 2018 when they made two Champions League finals and a Europa League final when they won a Europa League. I mean, yeah, they. Yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, this team kind of fell off a little bit compared to seasons past. So I'm not completely scared um, for for that reason. I'm not completely scared about this tie. Um, uh, one thing I do want to mention is how the fuck did Chelsea get Liel twice? It's luck of the draw, baby. They got yeah, right. definitely. They got definitely the. Uh... I don't know whether to say them or Man City got an easier pull here. Just because I'm not fully up to date with my sporting uh, CP football club to know how good or bad they are. Sporting club de Portugal defending Portuguese uh, league champions. Um, uh, and they're all, and them, Benfica, and Porto, they're the big three in the Portuguese league regardless. So, um, I don't know. The Portuguese clubs, I, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I did not want to get drawn against Benfica or Sporting because I always feel like the Portuguese the Portuguese clubs I always feel like are a trap draw for me. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I mean, like it's not like Liverpool owning Porto, but the thing is though is like the Portuguese clubs don't get the respect that they deserve, 
Because look at Porto, like what, just two seasons ago, they upset Juventus when Juventus definitely had a better team than Porto did. I mean, Benfica, Benfica, nobody expected Benfica to come out of their group. Everybody was like, oh, even though Barcelona is terrible, Barcelona will still go through. And, <laughs> and Sporting wasn't really given the luck of the draw either. Like they when they were in a group with Ajax and Dortmund and they came out and Dortmund's in the Europa League right now. I'm sorry, the playoff to get into the, the Europa, League, into the right Europa League. Don't get me started on that. That's another conversation for another day. I don't want to. Oh God, I don't. I don't understand it. That's why. I think it's just more money that's being that's being taken by UEFA. But um, well, that's all it is. Everything that it is a money grab. It is. It really is. There. That's what. It, yeah. Hey, I just look at the bright side. Um, uh, uh, Man City didn't. Man, Man City somehow didn't draw Accrington Stanley in the Champions League round of sixteen. If that, if something as ridiculous as that happened, I would have been hold up here. What the fuck? I was really just hoping that uh, they would have got they no, would have got uh, Bayern. No, I was really hoping Sheriff was going to make it out of their group with uh, Inter and Real. They're in the playoff for the Europa League, though, and they have a good chance to actually make it through, whereas going looking at the Europa League playoff, like, I don't understand how it works, but I, Barcelona are dra- uh, drawn against Napoli, and whoever loses that is done with European competition. Hopefully Barca loses, because that would be amazing to see. That would be amazing to see, too. Um. Uh, the same thing for the same thing for the same thing for Tottenham, like because they haven't played since December fourth or something like that because of all their COVID problems. Um, I guess it's going to be determined like who wins their group. Like, so it's it's going to be determined by UEFA who wins their group. And if they don't, and if it's not determined that they win their group, then they will be drawn into the playoff um, uh, in the Europa Conference League. And if they lose their playoff, they're done. So what is the Conference League? Because it still kind of confuses me. Is that just like the play? What happens to the teams that lose? Are they just done or they go to the uh, thing below the There's No, there's nothing below the Conference League. They're done. Because Leicester got sent to the playoff for the Europa Conference League. Uh, and Brendan, don't ask Brendan Rogers what it is. He had no clue what it was. He's like, I don't know what, I didn't know that was a competition, but, um, uh, yeah, overall though, like, it's just kind of insane. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm not a fan. I, I, I'm really not a fan of it. Honestly, the it's whole just an excuse for more games. It has to be. It's an excuse for more money for UEFA because they're money grabbing cash cow. I mean, look at the UEFA Nations League or whatever it's called. Hey, the Nations League is definitely not coming home. I know we're off topic now, but (laughs) it's definitely not coming home. They got drawn against Italy and Germany, right? Yeah, one team may not win, may not even qualify for the World Cup. But I know, I know this. And on on a Sunday in July, I'm still not up. I'm still not okay about it. It should have came home. It did not come home, but you know what? I'm never going to say it's coming home again because when the United States men's national team qualifies for the World Cup again, my allegiance is ba- my my allegiance never left. But I now can root for my home country, my uh, native country, in the World Cup again. So I so that's all I've got to say there. But um, uh, no. <sighs> but yeah, the the 
the fuck up i i really can't believe about the fuck up i mean how the hell do you just like walk past a fucking bowl of balls and not pick a ball out (laughs) it's a great question i i wish i was able to answer that for you but i have no idea it's just funny because the fuck up was you guys um in the draw you couldn't again it wasn't possible in the first time when they the first time when they fucked up. It wasn't possible for you guys to get drawn against Atletico, and then the second time that they finally fixed, you guys draw Atletico. Yeah, because we couldn't draw Atletico because you could. We couldn't draw Atletico because um, uh, you had to be drawn against Villarreal. Um, uh, you had to get drawn against Villarreal because Villarreal couldn't draw Atletico. We couldn't draw Atletico either because that would have had Juventus versus Inter Milan. And two teams from the same country can't draw against each other. And we couldn't get drawn against Villarreal because uh, we were in the same group. We, they were in the same group as us. So UEFA completely just fucked it all over. I think Man City had, a, I think Man City, um, uh, had, had something to do with it. They were like, you know what? We're not going to like who we're drawn against. Screw this up. And then Chelsea said, yes, yeah, screw this up, but make sure we get Liel again. I mean, it worked for them, so. Yeah, it worked for both of them. There. Yeah, Bayern Munich also had a – Bayern Munich definitely also had something to say about this. They didn't like their tie. They're, they're like, give us the Austrian team. We must crush them. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, I mean, hey, ties will happen in February. They didn't even say, like, when the ties are going to happen in February. Um, let me see. Uh, thir- oh. Tuesday, February 15th, you got PSG against Real, then Sporting CP against Man City. Then Wednesday, the 16th, is Inter Liverpool, Salzburg, Byron. Uh, the 22nd is Juventus and then Chelsea. And then the 23rd is Atletico and you guys versus Benfica and Ajax. Yes, we get the return leg at home. Fuck yes. I'm happy about that. Uh, yes, you guys do get the return leg. Uh, we get the return leg, and City also gets the return leg. Uh, Chelsea uh, is the only team that will be playing at home to start, but I guess it really doesn't matter when you're playing Lily. Hey, Liel fucking somehow made it to um, uh, Liel somehow made it to the Champions League. No, not Liel. That was Leon. Never mind. That was Leon two seasons yeah. ago, not Liel. Um, uh, they'll have one of the worst logos in soccer, though. It looks like they have like a like it looks like a, a lacrosse logo, like it a is, cheap it, lacrosse I, logo that a team would it use. Is definitely like a, it, it is definitely a national lacrosse league logo. I can see them being an expansion team if the NLL decides to ever expand to overseas. They will choose Liel France as their expansion club, and the French will be like, "What the fuck is this?" But it is what it is there for that. Um, I think uh, for uh, Sporting CP, they're going to have more of a home attendance than Man City will. Hey, 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 hey. All the plastic in, in Manchester will be there on that and the return leg, okay? It just won't have a, as much of a loud presence as people do. But um, uh, no. Um, uh, yeah, no. no. Yeah, the good news is that you guys get – that's the that's three trips to the San Siro for Liverpool. No, two. No, just the two. This will be two because we played Milan yeah. at the San Siro. Now we're going to play Inter at the San Siro. Yeah, I, I made a mistake there. I'm like, yeah. So you'll be playing. So you'll be com- So you're already comfortable with the San Siro. 
Um, uh, Ronaldo will be comfortable with uh, the uh, Wanda Metropolitan Wanda Metropolitano, um, uh, if it's still called that, and the Atletico Madrid Stadium is still called that. I still can't believe they call it that. Uh, just yeah, for it's corporate, a, it's a Wanda Estadio Metro Metropolitan Metropolitano. So it's the Wanda State Metropolitan Stadium. Okay. Um, uh, what fucking uh, corporate buyout assholes. But um, uh, no, I'm looking forward to the ties. Um, uh, you know what? As much as it pains me to say this, I would like the, all of the Premier League teams to go through because you know my stance on all Premier League ties like from the quarterfinals on. I live for those because they, they, up, in, they up the intensity in the Champions League. Yes, I do. Whenever I think about it, it just takes me back to, I believe it was 2017 or 18 when we played uh, Man, when Liverpool played Man City in the quarterfinal. We had a 3 0 thrashing at Anfield. I remember that. I'm even going, how about, I'm going to go back a little bit further, actually. Um, uh, when Man City, uh, when Chelsea, like when you know, like when Chelsea played Liverpool, like in 2005, 2007, um, when, United, uh, when United Did you guys play them in Chelsea. 2011? No, United played Chelsea in 2011. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, United played Chelsea in 2011. Um, obviously, the 2008 Champions League final. Um, that I mean, kind of a boring final. Went to penalties. So, but then also the 2019, the 2019 quarterfinals between Man City and Tottenham. The whole VAR incident. Um, uh, they played each other like three times in a span of five days in the Premier League and Champions League. It was interesting. Um, what sucks though is that the finals that if an, if it's an all English final, the finals kind of suck. I think you can attack. Yes, our, it, I, was, I was happy, but it sucked. I mean, we had a lot of first minute penalty and then Origi scoring like the 85th. And I told you Origi was gonna score. Yeah, I mean that's what he's known for. He's just a big. And then big we also had like two different. And then and then Turner Sports fucked up everything, and we had two different sets of announcers for the first for each half. We had like some. We had like God knows who for the first half. And God knows who for the second half. And if it went to extra time, we were hoping for Martin Tyler. <laughs> you remember that? I do not remember that. Yeah, it was like they used like the BT Sport feed for the first half. And then the second half, they used like some other guy. No, yeah, I don't remember that at all, actually. How do you not remember? I watched it with you. I watched the game with you. I was with you. It was me, you, Zach, and Dave. Yeah, I don't, there was no volume on. There was volume on. You're talking about. Wait, what are we talking? Are we talking about uh, 2019 when Liverpool played yeah, Tottenham? I, I do not. Re- yeah, I don't remember that at all. Like, I remember watching the game, but I don't remember that happening. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. There. That's <laughs> fine. There. It is what it is. There. But yeah, I told you Origi was going to score that day, though. Yeah, it was a it was a very boring final. It it was. I mean, well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The last like three finals have been uh, 19, 20, and 21, all by a like. All like one team gets shut out, and it was either one nil or two nil. And I'm just like, this is terrible. Yeah, we played enough. Madrid in 2018. It was fun. It was fun, but you guys lost. We knew, so. yeah, we knew, we knew. Well, I mean, we knew what was going to happen. It was Salah going out like right away? Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, this what is having those. Just he was forced out of Liverpool after that. Pretty much, pretty, pretty much. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the ties in February. Um, going back to the playoff, I'm looking forward to the playoff here. I'm not looking forward to leagues wanting to shut down. Um, 
but I don't have any final thoughts here. Do you have any final thoughts before we conclude the podcast, sir? Not that I could think of, no. Hopefully, yeah, I, sports don't get shut down, so me and you actually have stuff to talk about. Exa- yeah, I, I, I know, exactly. I mean, I, I really don't know. what We would we wouldn't have a podcast. We'd have to make up our own bullshit as we go along, be, be like uh, Coney Island's finest, I guess. We could just tell stories about us in high school. Oh, yeah, we'll get the boys on. Oh, hi, Paiska. We love oh, you, Paiska. I was just about to say that as well. Paiska, piss off, mate. Uh, get out of the woods and come on the podcast and talk to us. No, no, I don't want him to talk on the podcast because he'll spew fake news about the Red Sox or fake news about the Bills or God knows fucking what. He may talk. He he may try to talk soccer. My brain would hurt. Does he know soccer? My brain would hurt. <laughs> like, my fucking brain would hurt. I love you, Pisca, but please. Well, actually, no. I, I I've had some conversations with him about soccer. He seems like he knows what he's talking about. Either that, or he just like goes off of what I say and says, "Yes, I agree with you." But um, uh, no, I have no other final thoughts. Um, with that being said, that concludes another episode of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen to your podcast. Follow us on Twitter as well. I'll try to get active on the account at, at LHS Podcast 2021. Sorry, buddy. I forgot to run the poll uh, for uh, for you yesterday. I'll run that when I put out the – I'll put out the poll tomorrow. Thank um, you. I was, I was waiting to vote on it. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> one vote's going to be yes. Yes, Jake can go back on his word. And I know it's going to be from you. So if I only get one vote – You can cancel out my vote or you just vote off your normal account. Yeah, I'll say that you can't. So it'll just be 50 yeah, 50. Exactly. Then we'll, 50, we'll, 50. we'll need the loyal listeners to actually help me out. V- voter fraud. We're committing voter fraud now. I love it. Hey, it's, um, it's le- uh, I guess it's legal now. I guess it, uh, it always has been. It always been, has I been. I guess. It always has been. But uh, it is what it is there. But yes, until next week, um, uh, you know, just uh, keep on carrying on. And remember, everybody. It's a hard hat holidays, respectfully. Bing bong.